Bow chicka wow wow chicka chicka wow I'm still alone but we have guests here well not here technically he's on the phone uh, I have uh, a special guest that works at the TTC and we're gonna find out what the actual fuck is going on over there and what they're doing to protect their employees and their riders from this horrible, horrible, horrible disease, virus, silent killer, whatever you want to fucking call it. And uh, yeah, and then later on this week, we're going to do a phoner with Alex, because I know you guys miss him. Um, Yeah, so without further ado, episode 71, we're going to call this uh, the TTC hour and what the fuck is Toronto doing to help its actual citizens? Um, so here we are. I have Bert on the line. And uh, Bert, just uh, say hello to everybody and let us know how long you've been working for the TTC. Well, hello everyone. How's it going? I've been working for the TTC for uh, quite a while right now. So about, you know, 15 years I've been on the job. Holy shit. So... I can tell you the ins and outs. I can tell you a lot of things that went on. I can tell you what they're doing right now. I'm willing to talk. Because, you know, frankly, actually, they're not doing shit to protect their employees. And many guys and girls, union brothers and sisters, and even managers feel that sentiment as well. Hmm. So So in, in your 15 years, have you seen anything remotely close to what we're going through right now? Yeah, I have actually. Um, back in the day when we had SARS, so I would say I've been around for 18 years, more closer to it. Back in 2002, 2003, yeah. when SARS hit Toronto, uh, the commission, uh, I think it was Howard Mosca that was in charge at the time, told the operators not to wear masks. Now, I showed up to, at work with a mask on to do the streetcar at the time, and they said, you better take that off or you will be fired. What? And I sat there and I said, but I'm trying to protect myself. They said, no, the commission does not want to promote fear to its ridership. Huh. So this is during SARS, right? And everybody was scared of SARS back then. Yeah. And even during that stupid SARS concert, they had everybody doing uh, diligence to work. And now it wasn't just operators that were affected by it. This went for mechanics, um, uh, janitors, and managers as well. So they just didn't want to promote fear to everybody else. A lot of these clowns in their fucking offices. So obviously since you've been around for nearly 20 years and you've seen a shit ton of stuff happen, uh, what is the worst of... You've probably seen the worst of society too because... Not only, I'm, I'm sure, are the upper management, who we all know, you know, the fucking bureaucrats are all pieces of shit most of the time, and they really don't care about anything except for their bottom line. Um, yeah. What horrid stuff have you seen from the public right now? We're going to get into, like, the deep, deep uh, of the actual TTC, but I want to hear, like, the horrible shit the, the public's doing and, and how you guys are coping, because... I can imagine what you're dealing with. I know what I'm dealing with at my work. Yeah, uh, you ride it. Yeah, and I, I ride the TTC. Lucky, well, I don't even want to say luckily. Like, uh, right now, 
unfortunately, Sean has been laid off for the next three weeks, uh, pending uh, a 90 day layoff because, you know, he works in the entertainment industry and they're just they're basically dying right now because, you know, all the trade shows are being canceled and everything. And he's uh, he's a carpenter. Right. So he builds everything. He builds sets and stages and stuff like that. So right now it's three weeks going on three months and. I'm obviously seven months pregnant, so it's just it's a really really fucked up time, and so uh, we've we've also well I appreciate it, but like I've also like yourself have been deemed an essential service, like my company has been deemed an essential service, and we're basically like I'm stuck between a rock, a hard place, and a pile of shit because. I, if I leave, I lose the, my bonus, I lose commissions. And if I stay, I also lose hours. Like they cut my hours down to literally 20 hours a week this week. I put up a a huge hoopla going like, listen, like where I'm seven months pregnant. Like you guys can't fucking do this to me. It's going to affect my bottom line at the end of the day. And I'm, I'm not going to have anything. And I have a, a, my husband who's laid off now and, what the fuck is going to happen with that? Like, it's not, it's not right. So they fortunately let me stay a little longer during the days, but we're going to be closed most of the time. And I still have people like just kind of walking in and, and, and just kind of wanting to chill. And I'm just like, this is not the fucking yeah, time people, for this. No, lots of people out there are very stupid. And the same thing's happening with the uh, transit system too. Um, I want to hear, yeah, uh, I want to hear what you're going through, like, on a daily, like, what your roots are doing. Yeah, go for it. Let's let's go back to uh, March 12th uh, of this year. Uh, John Tory decided to self-quarantine himself in his nice condominium downtown. Who's the mayor of Toronto, in case people didn't know? Yeah, little mayor of Toronto dick shit. He cornered his old ass downtown uh, and said that loosely kind of lightly said, I say it lightly because I don't think it was really meant with urgency, that Torontonians start to um, quarantine themselves and start pulling away from a lot of stuff. Yeah. And, you know, he's old, so he has to go to quarantine because this COVID-19 thing has been affecting a lot of elderly people mostly. Yeah. And killing them off at a rapid page over in Italy. Um. So he self-quarantined himself. And then, you know, after him, uh, I think it was Trudeau, which was the next one, the next day, he started talking about it because his wife came down with it. And he did the right thing of doing that stuff. And then, you know, eventually, slowly, Dougie Ford there, fat boy, Slim, decided to uh, quarantine himself too. But I don't really think he's actually quarantined himself because he seems to be coming out and always addressing the media with about six other people around him. Is, yeah. Yeah. Which is very weird. <laughs> so I'm like, okay, Trudeau doing himself by himself and away from people. And here's Doug Ford coming out and addressing people like he needs the, uh, fan base. So John Tory, I don't believe is, um, showing the urgency to his voters. Yeah. And even though he's been, uh, saying stuff now with more urgency, the quarantine, quarantine, He's still been sitting at his house uh, or apartment doing that stuff. And it's escalated. And he doesn't see what's actually going on out there. And frankly, in my opinion, um, we have seen John Tory visit the uh, divisions around uh, the Toronto 
Transit Commission, and he's taking a ride, but that ride was maybe, I don't know, one or two blocks with his bodyguards. So it wasn't really a ride. This is recent? Be, this is recent, yeah. This was, I think, last year he did that, and because uh, he was following the electric buses and uh, cleaner, cleaner living uh, Toronto, better Toronto. Oh, and so this frankly, is just to show his Bombardier buddies, like, look, here's your photo op, essentially. Bombardier is a big uh, old money, too. But, I mean, I, I think what he was doing, he was trying to put a, uh, a face to the city to make people feel confident. But lots of people uh, in the commission, even guys on um, Twitter, feel that he is connected with Metrolinx and their uh, move to take over. Uh, public transit and not make it public anymore. Mm -hmm. But this is a big fear. So right now, people are bitching about the $3.25 for fare. And uh, they don't realize that if a, if a private company takes over, they could up the fare anytime they want. And Metrolink is actually privately owned. Yep. So they come in, they don't have to tell you when they're going to up the fare, like 10 cents or what. They could just up it to five. Or they could do what they do with the gold bus, which people don't understand. Gold, gold bus, you paid per session. So the further away from the city you go, let's say you're going from um, downtown Toronto to Scarborough. So yeah. that might cost you, let's say, $6.25. I don't really know the exact number. But if you're going to Pickering, Oshawa, that might cost you up to like $14 one way. So Five. if Torontonians keep bitching about the 325 that's fine. It's all you want, but you can go all the way across the city from Scarborough to Etobicoke yep. on 325. And many people have learned how to cheat the system, which is frustrating at times to um, us as operators and people who work for the commission. But um, the commission has, I shouldn't say the commission, but the, the mayor, actually, and the commission too, I'm going to get on that, remind me, uh, have decided to backpedal and say, no, 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 don't address them, educate them, educate these guys on how the system works, which is pure bullshit. Yeah. So, um, okay, let's go back to uh, 2000 and, and uh, okay, after the SARS thing happened, whatever, um, that was, I explained that already a little bit. Um, after the SARS, let's say when um, that British, uh, I can't even say, ask what I want to say, but uh, Mr. Belvedere there, or Mr. Burns, came in. Oh, okay. And over TTC, <laughs> yeah, Andy Pfeiffer, because he always wore the blue suit and the red tie. He looks like Mr. Burns. In he reminded me of Mr. Burns, and um, what's his face? Fuck. Um, what's that evil guy? Fuck, I forgot his name. Oh, uh, the one that you can't say in Harry Potter, Voldemort. Oh, Voldemort, yeah, that's right, because he has a nose for it. That's right, he does, because yeah. he's British. Yeah. Hello, Harry Potter. <laughs> yeah, he, he's similar like that. The commission hired uh, Andy Byford as CEO. When Andy came in, he came in from um, England. So I'll tell you, this is when the TTC really started to take a downfall. Uh, Andy Byford had a track record from England and basically in... Um, Australia. Yeah, I can't remember the town right now because it's, it's on my head. But it's not Mansfield. Is it Mansfield? No, it's some Melbourne. There it is, Melbourne, Australia. Okay. So he was in Melbourne, Australia, as the uh, chair there and doing his thing. 
and he made the London the London transit system and the Melbourne system fail. They so the underground, the yeah. the London the underground in London essentially, which is their TTC or whatever the fuck. Yeah, London Transit. Yeah, they they failed because Andy Byford took over and he wasn't managing it very well. And then he went to Melbourne, failed there, wasn't managing well. And somewhere on the line, a bunch of guys smoking, God knows what, because we weren't drug tested then, invited him to come to <laughs> Toronto because he was fine. So. He comes over to Toronto, and while he was here, uh, he decided to, this is when all the accidents actually went up. Uh, he decided to hire, not drivers, but people who relate to customer service. Now, if you do anything with customer service, you know the frustration you feel with dealing with customers. Yep. So if you hire customer service people to drive, operate, run, TC uh, stations, and stuff like that, they're going to be really frustrated with customers. They're going to be frustrated with customers and be bad drivers. Whereas back in the olden days, these are hired drivers. Yo, you have a great record. Okay, we want you to drive. And then drivers will drive, and then they deal with customer service people. Yeah, they, 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 learn, they learn how they to learn. do customer service, yeah. not and vice versa. Even though you might not like the brash mentality of most drivers, well, they tell you like it is, and you better suck it up, buttercup, because... Mm-hmm. Most of the times, uh, back in the day when before we had cell phone recordings and instant text messages and emails, people would not spend the time to write letters. That's another thing I should hit on too. But anyhow, so after Byford left and uh, uh, he got to go to New York City, he thought he could do the same thing over there. Now, I'll tell you something about Byford. He was a crook. Of course now, he was. They don't, they don't want to hear that, but he was a crook. He went to New York system, and we found this out uh, that he was actually um, stealing from the transit system. And this is how you steal from TTC. He was uh, not reporting uh, his time in. So we're always wondering, how does Andy Byford make it across Scarborough and so fast? And how does he make it to this accident scene? And on the media, my team's good. He's better than our last guy. He's all over the map. Well, of course he is, because he wasn't in his office. Huh. But he was punching in the clock. Now, there is a picture circulating online, and if I can get it for you, I will send it to you. Um, when drug testing came into the place, which I think was 2015 or 2016, when they started doing drug tests, and there, Andy Byford decided that he was going to be one of the first guys to be tested as a commissioner to prove to everybody how low and standard he is with the commission. Yeah. And what he, what he ended up doing was he took a drug test, and of course he cleared it. But here's the joke. He's British. He usually has an ale, I hope I said that right, an ale with lunch. And we have pictures of him having ale with lunch. So he did a drug test in the morning. Huh. Um, I wish they had tested him after to see how he was confident. I'm sure anyone who had one beer, I'm sure you're okay, but still. I mean, shouldn't be, every, everyone else would be essentially let go if they had any sort of alcohol in their system, but it was okay for yeah, him. Or, or it's the counseling. Yeah. Now, I, I will sit there and tell you this. The Toronto Transit Commission is an amazing, amazing company. It really is. If, you, if you're ever employed by it, you better kiss your Lucky God. fucking stars. 
Yeah, because they have uh, amazing pension, they have um, amazing benefits, and you get a great pay. Like, I mean, you can't argue about it. And you just have to do some stuff to drive or maintenance workers or make mechanics to get along with it. So um, that's a great thing. Now, as it comes to people, let's say, because uh, you said you want to hire how people in Toronto have been behaving yeah. in the past couple of weeks. So uh, in the past couple of weeks, um, I I have been, and many of us have been, grossly disappointed and grossly disgusted with the behavior of many Torontonians. We've seen people fight in the middle of the streets over trying to push people out the way to get on the bus. We've seen people cough on vehicles, cough in their hand. Uh, two days ago, on uh, one of my buddies was telling me on his route, um, uh, a passenger uh, sneezed and when he pulled into the bus stop, sneezed in his hands, not like in his cuff there, like right in his hand and went on the bus and touched everything. Oh. Now, technically speaking, because of this outbreak, we should be taking that bus out of service. But you take the bus out of service and you have one F and B complain about how you guys don't want to do your job. Meanwhile, they don't not see that we're trying to protect you. Yeah. Now, that's that's the ugly side of it. On the other side, I have had passengers sit there and tell me, "God bless you. Please be careful. Where's your mask, dear? How can they not taking care of you? They should be taking care of you guys because you're operating the services." So we have passengers that do care, and then we have the extreme guys who are actually rude and disgusted. Yeah. And. It frustrates me at times to see these people, especially care workers, um, who are going through this, and even people who are working at the grocery stores, who are there to give you your groceries. Now they have plastic shields as of today up before them. Yeah, and well, not everywhere. Sobeys does. Like, I know Metro doesn't. I went to Metro today because I had a craving yeah. for burgers, and I didn't want to go to McDonald's or anything like that. Yeah, so, you gotta do a McDonald's. Uh, McDonald's, you gotta do the order online. Now, same thing with Starbucks. No, you can you can go to the drive-through. Oh, really? oh yeah, yeah. Yeah, you uh, can do drive-through, but uh, I just I didn't I, want. I Mc- can't really take a I can't really take a streetcar to the drive-through. No, no. <laughs> no, but uh, I just I wanted burgers and I wanted like you know good quality burgers. So I went and I got yeah. some. Uh, I got like uh, what was it? Um, brisket and short rib burgers oh nice they were very yummy there was only four in the package and sean and i just basically right before i called you downed all four of them because i was fucking starving i was starting to cramp because i was so hungry Um, that would help my that would help my tdc body figure amazingly (laughs) but uh like no i just I, i had to go and um, I totally forgot my point, but yeah, oh yeah, no, they didn't have any barricades between them, and I usually at this point yeah. just go to the self-checkout, right? Yeah. And, um, I know that Sobeys has, like, the, the metal barricade between the cashier and the customer now, uh, right. which is, which is great for the cashier, you know what I mean? It's just, it keeps yeah. them protected, but, uh, for yeah. you guys, like, I'm, I'm t- basically terrified for you guys, because, like, well, I the, know that people is- are completely neglectful. Yeah, the thing is with us, we, we have, um, us being on streetcars, we have, uh, we're actually cornered off from the general public. They cannot, 
really talk to us uh, directly or reach around um, a closed-off shield. So we actually had the, the entire front driver's area of the streetcar closed off. Whereas the buses, they have kind of like a plastic shield with maybe about uh, a foot and a half opening, mm-hmm. which some people tend to go around and say, excuse me, are you going? Meanwhile, they don't realize that we could hear them like through that thing. Yeah. And with the trains, trains are also closed off from people as well. So they have their own sections and most people who operate the trains do not uh, come out. The collectors now were on the outside because they were shutting that division down slowly. Yeah. They put them back inside the booth for this. Oh, wow. So they've been booked inside the booth since uh, March uh, 16th, one day. Well, they're, they're also not uh, doing transfers or taking tickets now. They're just doing yeah. it strictly on Presto. The transfers stopped on Tuesday. Tuesday, they stopped giving out transfers, and uh, and then Wednesday, no fare boxes. So we don't even collect money, uh, which is fine, but for the people who are Presto holders, uh, they're very low, and some people love to pay. Whereas the other people who are riding the systems, who are used to riding the system, they're just like really jerking off to this thing and loving it. They're like, yeah, this is great. Yeah, like, okay, buddy, stay behind your line. Now, um, I'll tell you uh, about the new CEO, which is Rick Leary. Uh, Rick Leary came from Boston. Uh, he was uh, heading out in Boston. And you can Google the information on Rick Leary and Wikipedia, but I haven't, uh, I, I know some stuff, so I'll say what I know. Um, back in two thousand, back in two thousand nine, um, Rick Leary was blamed. Um, he, had, he he had to answer the report on an accident that happened on the rail. So, what happened in New York was um, New York or Boston? Uh, sorry, Boston. I always say New York, but it was the uh, NTBS um, safety rules. Was a trolley. So what it was, it was a trolley operator back in uh, 2008. He had a crash in the MBTA, which I don't know, that's a green line in Newton, right? And uh, he had a crash, uh, and the operator uh, died as a result of the crash. Oh, fuck. And he was 24 years old. Seven passengers were injured, and the whole thing was roughly about $8 million of damage. Wow. So what happened, the signals failed, the red lights failed, and they and it proceeded 10 miles above what it was supposed to be and hence caused that accident. Now, the operator was blamed for it. So you're blaming the operator for a signal malfunction. And it wasn't his fault. The signals are there to put in to say, okay, stop, there's a train ahead of you. Yeah. The system failed. So... Uh, when uh, Rick Leary had to go in front of the board to answer the questions on why this failed and what was going on with the system, he decided to retire. Huh. Uh, so he retired and fleed and moved to Ontario. So as he did that, he retired. They're like, oh, okay, well, that's fine, but you still have to answer the question. He has yet to answer that question. This is, what, 11 years later? He has not answered the question on the safety value of that. 
Now, this is why I'm getting to a point that this is what frustrates me about uh, Mr. Rick Leary. Upon uh, leaving uh, Boston, he got a job up in York Region. Mm. On his first uh, first term as York Region uh, directors or CEO, York Region went on a strike for six months. Now, York Region bus drivers don't make uh, uh, the same as TTC operators, and they don't have that many passengers to pick up. Uh, uh, I shouldn't say that, but they don't have the number of passengers like TTC does. Yeah. But uh, they're operating the system trying to get people across York Region. And six months, they all had to go on strike with no pay. So that's kind of a semi-private company and no pay for these guys who were counting on this job. And for six months, it was tough. Now, members of uh, Local 113 did pitch in to help uh, bring up some money to get donated to uh, these workers because they're on the front line. And that was courtesy due to the past um, president of Local 113, Bob Kinnear. So people pitched in and helped out their bedrooms. And even uh, many operators who had lived up in the North region, up the York region, went by and even stood by their sides. So that was that. Now, he was under Andy Byford for a while. And I remember attending uh, a meeting with Rick uh, Leary. Uh, I had the privilege of being in his presence. And I remember him <laughs> saying that Toronto... <laughs> Toronto had too many safety standards. What? Now, remember I told you, yeah, this guy came from a crash from <laughs> that killed an operator, and he said Toronto's safety standards is too much. So how is this possible that this guy, Ego, coming from there, is bringing it over here and saying, no, no, you guys have way too much safety standards. And he's just talking in general. And I think he caught himself and said, well, you know, da-da-da-da, we're making moves here and there. Now, he's still CEO of the commission, which is fine, but so be it. Let him be who he is. But this is the guy that's now leading the commission. Now, when this this coronavirus thing started, he said, there's nothing to worry about. Drivers are protected. Drivers are behind uh, their shields and enclosements. Well, I don't think he was taking a, a proper full assessment of every single TTC employee. He was just speaking for the one section that are closed off. And they have a chemical that they're using. I can't remember what the name for it is. Uh, to clean the vehicles. And it was inside the paper. TC vehicles are being cleaned. Well, many uh, operators and even custodians could tell you, Jackers, can tell you that they could take uh, Lysol wipe, wipe up their dash, and you see dirt. So what do you mean by cleaning? It means they're being sprayed. That's it. So these things are being sprayed, and some of them are washed. Um, I think many of them are washed. Say some, but many of them are washed, but they're being sprayed. So you have this chemical on there, but you should be worried about not only your passenger load, but your um, employees who actually work for the commission. Happy employees who make a great company. Oh, fuck. So... So these guys are driving uh, around in these vehicles and inside the booths and whatever, uh, hoping to have proper uh, wipes. Now, what is that, week one? So as it gets close to week, 
we were still told that we shouldn't be wearing masks. TDC employees should not be wearing masks, but we could wear gloves. Well, if you have somebody talking you know, who's a spit talker or somebody sneezing on you, yeah. it's going to go either in your nose. Now, I know you have cellulite and hairs in your nose that could probably prevent it from getting there, but you rub your face and you rub your eyes. Not saying that the masks are going to irritate that and you accidentally rub your eyes anyways, but this is a thing that uh, we're trying to see. So employees are asking for masks, asking for masks, are saying, no, no, if you work, you'll be fired. Same thing as they did back in 2002, 2003. So we're asking for masks and say, no, 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 you got gloves, you got gloves. If you wear a mask, you will be punished, you'll be reprimanded, you'll be disciplined, etc. Now, I... Personally, I don't think that's safe for not only the employee, but it's also not safe for the passengers. Because I'm not going to lie, like, I have seen, like, TTC employees that coughed and didn't cover their mouth or... Yes. sneeze oh. and didn't cover their mouth and they're doing it all over the front entrance where people get in oh, let me talk about i'll talk about those guys in a bit those nasty ass people that we work with too some of them but um we we had the uh the mask thing so once we got um guys are asking for a mask i i was sitting there saying listen i understand that the mask may not be 100% effective because technically speaking, any virus you're going to catch is going to go through your eyes. That's where they tell you not to rub your face. Yeah. Mucus, eye mucus is there. Easy to catch on. But I was saying the mask is a mental thing. If you have employees thinking that you're mentally prepared to secure them, they will do anything you want to do. They will. They'll do anything. Yeah. Sure, you're racist, hey, whatever. But if you sit there and say, we're going to protect you, that will subconsciously make us go, wow, this guy really cares about us. But they haven't done that, and now we're just arguing about it. Um, and in my years of being around, I'm not even going to lie to you. I have seen my share of dirty employees. There are far and few between. So let's say that, sure. So if somebody's listening, they go, do you see employees are dirty? No, they're not. But there's certain ones that are far and few between yeah. that are dirty. No different than cops. No different from paramedics. No different from doctors. No different from office workers, dude. Like, it's... No, office workers are even bad. Even worse, yeah, like... I see male and female leave a washroom in disgust. Like, piss on the seat. Oh, dude, why do you think, like, in my office, I literally have an... A quote... I'm doing quotations no one can see... But I have an out-of-service bathroom that's been out-of-service for over oh. two years. Because it, it's in service, but it's only in service for me. <laughs> like, yeah. I, I can't. You're doing the best thing. I wish we could do that. I mean, if we could do that, oh my God, we would. Because sometimes you get the luck of the draw, and you follow that one person who just had a green apple splatter, and they go crazy. Like, dang, dude. Well, I told... <laughs> what I had, I had a couple part-timers, and I told them about that little secret... And just to find out that they, they left the seat unclean, that, like, you know, it was just gross. And then I just regretted it instantly. And then luckily that the, the part-timers basically uh, failed their, their probationary period. And uh, one actually ghosted us, which was pretty funny. Because we, we couldn't give her more hours than she wanted. And it's like, listen, this is it. This is what you signed up for. You know what I mean? So yeah. I got lucky there, and then I have now another part-timer that doesn't know about it, and uh, I don't know if I'm going to tell her, even after I'm, I'm on my hat leave. 
nah, don't tell her. <laughs> let her. Let her figure it out herself. So, um, so, so this has been happening. So John Tory, um, what what the commission has not done, or, or leaders in the commission have not done, they have not um, segregated the passengers. Technically speaking, on certain lines, you should have no more than a minimum of maybe 20 people on the vehicle, and they all should be at least 10 feet away from the operator, yep. whether they're closed or not. Now, um, on certain routes, like, mm-hmm. uh, let's say the ones with the, with the buses, yeah, the buses um, and the driver's blue shield, they, I've seen uh, some people put a barricade like they did in Montreal, which Montreal did it, and they've been supported. They were supported by their government, supported by their leaders, supported by their mayors, which John Tory had not done, by putting these blockades up and saying, hey, do not pass the blockades. You pass the blockades, bus is out of service. So um, transit and Toronto has started to do that just a couple of days ago. Guys started to block it off. Now, some of them have been told you shouldn't do that, but let's be honest. You're trying to protect the people as yeah. well as yourself because yeah. the less drivers you have, and I'll tell you what will happen when a driver gets infected, but the less drivers you have, the less service you're going to have, especially for the medical staff that needs to get around and the grocery clerks and everyone else is doing public service where they have to be out there. So let's say one driver gets um, affected by coronavirus and they bring him back to the division. Now, each division in the Toronto Transit Commission has anywhere from 350 employees to 758. Jeez. So one person comes in and affects a division that's 758 operators. Now, these guys cannot go out now. Now, they all have to be quarantined. That kills that area Completely. for uh, traffic, right? Yeah. So, so once that happens, you, you can't do that stuff. That's done. So they're trying to prevent this stuff. Um, now, recently, I, I think you heard about the TPC employee that has that was quarantined. Yep, I was actually okay. talking to you about that today. Uh, the guy okay, at Wilson but- Station who uh, who was a, uh, a conductor or driver, or whatever it is. Um, conductor. Yeah. So they quarantined right. him and. He basically exposed hundreds of people at Wilson Station because that station's huge. That station is very huge, and they have two levels. Now, here I'll tell you something about that. What goes on? So, uh, just like any other leaders, they want to hide the panic as much yeah. as possible. They want to hide in the skies and whatever. So, uh, back in March 11th, there was a maintenance worker um, who was diagnosed with. COVID-19. When he was diagnosed back on March 11th, they sent him home. Right? Okay, so he was home, and no one across the system knew until the following week. Oh, fuck. Which was March 18th, so almost seven days later. So everyone was going, what do you mean, who, where, what division? So this person was out of a donkey shop. Now, this is a mechanics guy. I don't know if he was on vacation he or she, I don't know if he, I don't know if he was on vacation and came back, I don't know what the scenario was that he got exposed, but the point is, he's a maintenance guy that goes back and forth to all these divisions, especially Wilson Division. Oh, fuck, so it's like, he's all over the place. 
he's all over the map. So they quarantine it, and then the the substitute Tuesday. So that was the okay. So that was Monday the sixteenth. I'm trying to remember dates. The Tuesday, Tuesday morning, they closed down Donkey Shop and Harvey Shop. So these are the two shops he was actually going in, which has a hundred and seventy five employees, I think, in total. So those shops were closed down in quarantine. So these guys could be tech take out. Oh uh, the Wednesday, it came out in the news, and everybody's like, what the hell? And we didn't know, because technically speaking, we're not told much stuff. Um, the following, the same Thursday, so now we're going to the 19th, Thursday, March 19th, they were asking operators uh, from the wheel trans division, which I think is 400 employees, not too sure about that, but the wheel trans division, they're asking employees down there to voluntarily take COVID-19 possible patients to a check-in area. <laughs> Volunteer. <laughs> yeah. So they're, they're voluntarily exposing themselves to Corona. Yeah. So, um, with, with zero protection and zero... Zero protection. What no, kind of fucking nonsense? Medicine, so. Like, but what kind of well, nonsense is that? Like, what... But this is, okay, so remember I told you we were going to talk about some ugly employees? Yeah. So this is my own personal thing. I understand that people love overtime, and I know that people love money. Who doesn't love money? Everybody loves money. Yep. But are you going to risk your health for cash, whether it's double the amount or not? This is not a war. You're going in where you can possibly bring this stupid thing back to your division and entirely wipe out members of your uh, company. And, and not to mention like, their oh, family members and, you family know. family members taking it home. So people who were doing this, these overtime work were frowned upon. I was one of the person that frowned upon them. I said, you guys are joking, right? Like, don't talk to me. Like, keep your distance because I don't want to deal with you. Like, you got to be kidding me. Oh, yeah, but, you know, it's, it's great money, man. It's just, I'm like, nothing is that great. My, I love my kids. You know, I do. I love my kids. I love my girlfriend. I have no time for uh, doing that kind of nonsense. And I love my parents, so the heck with these guys. So this was one of the things that was the ugly side of uh, a lot of people who decided to volunteer their time. Now that being said too... Uh, In that think, case, think, I, you know, I honestly think if that's the case, then the TTC should have provided them with like some sort of like hotels or something to, to essentially yes. quarantine themselves from their families and from 100%. everyone. And if anything, work literally strictly on the the COVID, the Corona people. Like so you can't you can't have like both that. best of both worlds because then you're essentially exposing that, everyone. Yeah, this is one of the things that I said, and a couple other employees, not just me, but a whole bunch of other employees had said too. Why the heck didn't they provide a motel or a hotel where we know okay, you guys are gonna be there, and this is all you're doing. This is gonna be direction and start feeding you because they don't want to do that. It'd be nice if they want to do that, but why didn't they come up with that? Why didn't the mayor, being the smart man that he is, uh, by the way, he was a former PC leader in Aurora, why didn't he step up and say, hey, you know, guys, we're going to do this, and so that way you can make the next year's Raptors parade? Why didn't he step up and say that? <laughs> why didn't he sit there and step in and, and show that support? He could have easily done that, but he hasn't because, you know, he's little bit of a chicken crap and he's hiding behind his front door where his mate can bring his groceries for him and he doesn't step outside. 
No, seriously, so, he's he's in his fucking, you know, uh, eight unit penthouse that like is like yeah. the top floor of some sort of condo. Yeah, so he's he's protected. Good for you, Mister Mary. You're that more important than your voters. Nice to know that. So, I mean, this is one of the stuff that happened. Now, like I said, the the Toronto Transit um, Commission, they are an amazing employee, and they have employed a lot of people. And there's so many workers there that are grateful for the opportunity, including myself. Like, I mean, I had the option of being a police officer or a transit worker, and I chose transit because A, is a little bit safer and... A little bit safer, I, just a tad a bit. bit. And you don't get a gun <laughs> to protect you know. yourself. <laughs> yeah, and, and at the time, I was, because I, I was dealing with a lot of police officers uh, from a, a therapy type of standpoint, and even uh, my uncles being foreign police officers, uh, they were telling me all the stories and, and how they were being treated back then, which was they didn't get any mental break for responding to an accident seen bodies lying all over the place. They weren't able to get time off. Some guys weren't able to sleep for a while. And um, and I'm a huge supporter. Like, I've always been a supporter of um, many officers. I have still have a lot of friends and family that are officers, and I support them 100% because uh, we've lost a couple officers in the past few years. Uh, something you heard on the radio, OPP officers that I know that have, they couldn't handle it. And, and I don't mean like, they came and start berating you. Like, you're in your car and it's like, okay, black guy, you got to get out of your car. Nothing like that. I'm talking about these guys are actually good, decent officers. Major living gone through. And at some point in their career, as 28 years in a career, 35 years, or even seven years in a career, they decide to off themselves. This is a huge issue in the, in the metro, in the police force from uh, Durham, Peel, Toronto. Um, guys have done that. And there's no reason for it. They're, most of the guys have had their lives, um, their their entire lives probably stable. They've been stable, like you know, bills are paid, houses done, this, 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 that, and they just said, you know what, I had enough, and they're like, what the hell is going on? And they off themselves. And I got horror stories about that, but next time I can tell you, because um, I'm sure that they will appreciate their stories being shared, because many of them don't speak, including the ones that work for the pedophile. Oh, my God. oh fuck! I can just imagine what they see. They probably see they, the most horrible things in the world that would fucking scar them for life. What what they get in comparison for a mental break is jack shit. It's like it's like you going to take a dump. That was that. Like I okay, I understand. I understand homicide. I understand like you know domestic violence, but. Anything to do with children being abused, that would scar me for fucking life. For oh, yeah. life. Like, that's my, something my that you neighbor, could never get away from. My That's the unit he does. Oh, and fuck. Because he, has to be, because he has to stay at home, uh, how we became friends um, was that he saw me at the park one day, and I was standing there just, you know, watching my kids, but I wasn't my kids from afar. So... He was watching me. I didn't really know that he was there. And then after about uh, about three weeks of watching me, I was watching my kids from afar. He actually came up and said, oh, I noticed you've been here a lot. And I'm like, yeah, I have. I'm watching my kids play. He goes, yeah, I thought so. Because he goes, I saw your, kid, your boys run up to give you a hug and stuff like that. And I'm like, oh. He goes, yeah, they play with my daughters. I'm like, oh, okay. 
and we just started to talk that way. And he was like, yeah, because he goes, yeah, I'm a cop and I had to be you know, pedophiles, blah, blah, blah. And I'm like, really? And it was kind of funny because, you know, when he sits there and he goes, yeah, he saw me watching the kids and he says, he saw that. And then he didn't see me one day chase a guy at the park because uh, this guy, he, he, he was a creep in a way, but I think he had a little bit of a mental issue. Oh, God. And he was there for no reason, and we chased him out the park. I got up and I said, move your freaking ass. I went back home and I grabbed a bat. I didn't care. And he left. <laughs> and anytime he comes to the park, the kids call say, stranger danger, even now. <laughs> stranger danger, stranger danger. Dude, to me, like, that's the number one thing I look out for. Like, when I was um, taking my friend's kids to the park, I would look out for, like, weird creepos that were there with no kids. You yeah. know what I mean? That's the first thing I look out for. Oh, yeah. Like, they're all these, like, both. fucking criminal mind shows put some fucked up shit in my head about people. Oh, the, the criminal mind shows are tame compared to reality. Oh, I can just right? imagine. So, I don't want to, oh, yeah. but I can imagine. You oh, know what I mean? Like, you, it's... You don't want to, for sure. No. So, um, so... Uh, we don't know what tomorrow is going to bring for the Toronto Transit Commission, but there's lots of operators uh, still getting up and still going to work and still trying to keep their distance from the general public. And How is know, the general public treating you guys, though? Like, most of the uh, people the you say part, are, like, good, but, like, then you have those fucking assholes. Well, you, you always remember the assholes. Of you course. always remember the assholes. You never remember, you rarely remember the good people, but you always remember the apple. And for the most part, what's been happening, uh, the people uh, that have been cornered off, so um, I take, I drive the streetcar, but on the way uh, home, I actually take the bus. Huh. So people who have been on the bus uh, have seen it uh, cornered off, block off. When they see it block off, the amount of frustration look like today I saw a guy uh, flip off the bus driver because he wasn't allowed to go past the barrier. Okay. And he was giving this bus driver look. There's only like literally there's only like maybe five people on the bus, and he was pissed off. He was like, "This guy, let us get through the back doors and not the front." Um, dude, what the heck? So first of all, he's old. And he was going nowhere. There's no healthcare system to go. He was probably going for a stroll, maybe window shopping. But, dude, you're told to get home. Uh, if you watch the Italian TV, which I don't like watching news, but if you watch what's going on in Italy, it affects the old people and those with proper the most. problems. Yeah. And, and right now, it being algae season, like as soon as you hear somebody sneeze, oh my God, you're almost, you're, your ass is clenched. You're like, what the hell? Oh, yeah. No, I uh, I was at uh, Shoppers Drug Mart today trying to find Clorox wipes, which are basically like trying to find fucking a needle yeah, in a haystack cool. now. And yeah. I was in the, I guess you can say like in the cleaning aisle. And then I heard yeah. like a really dry cough in like another oh, aisle. Yeah. And I like, as soon as I heard that, I fucking bolted it out of that store so fast. Like I'm like, nope, nope. And as I'm leaving, I can see this lady literally wiping her nose and, like, in the aisle, and there's people around her. I'm like, what the fuck? Yeah. 
No, I, I, I hear, I hear a lot of the, like the looky lose. Like I'm only in there cause I'm looking for something that I need. Like I'm almost done my Clorox wipes and I'm fucking losing it cause I use them at work. Right. Yeah. And, uh, I've been, cause you, I, you know that I know other people that work at the TTC and I've been oh, yeah. hearing that like, you know, my other friends who drive buses who are, who are near like, uh, malls and stuff like that they get like regular people jumping onto their bus every morning just to go to the mall and walk around yeah even though yeah. all the between malls are now closed yeah between 11 and 1 that's the killing hour which is insane to yeah. me like and, it, and from what i'm hearing they're mostly older people so i'm just like what the fuck yeah. are these people thinking they're, they're not even grocery shopping they're just you know going out some people do grocery shop because uh, they need supplies. Yeah. Uh, and they, they're not they're not hoarders. They're not grabbing toilet papers and stuff like that like these fucking morons are. And I, and I will say this. Uh, anyone who's listening, you, if you're going out to hoard toilet paper, you're a fucking selfish moron. And you deserve to be kicked right in your pooch because there's other people out there that need this stuff more than you do. And if you have a house and your or apartment and you're quarantined, uh, Russell Peters said, you know, use the bum holes. Yeah, get your ass inside a shower and wash your ass. Is that yeah. the problem in the first place? Oh, so I'll tell you just about uh, a couple of employees, the nastiness that I have seen Ugh. the other day. And I have freaked out on this person. Um, and, you know, we have to be careful because if we freak out on them, oh, no, they could cry sensitivity issues and all those. Oh, of course, because now it's like yeah. everyone is protected for the wrong reasons. Yeah, for the wrong reason, yeah. And this is why lots of us uh, miss the old days. 18 years ago, you could get away with a lot. Now you can't even breathe in the right direction or sigh. But uh, there was an employee, um, he was working on tracks or whatever. Anyhow, Buddy Pell went inside the washroom. He did his business. I went right after, and I saw him just finishing up his business, and he walked straight out. <laughs> yeah. And this was two days ago. Oh, so, man. If, if like, come on. This, if this guy's doing this, right, and he's walking out, well, he's not thinking about me because I had to walk out and touch that handle. So, like, even when I, I know that no one's been in my bathroom and it's just the cleaners that, that's been in my bathroom, I still yeah. wipe my hands, then use that paper towel that I use to wipe my hands to open the door and then turn the light off. Oh, yeah. Like, I... I I, do. I can't, like, I, I, I've done this, see, you know me, like, I did this kind oh, yeah. of shit before Corona... So, like, I'm slowly turning into fucking Howie Mandel right now. Like, it's ridiculous. <laughs> a germaphobe, you oh, Dude, like, I'm telling you, it's so crazy. Like, even my manager, he's just like, I don't want anyone behind her. I don't want, you know, like, yeah. anyone near her. Like, she's pregnant. Yeah. She's very high risk. And the fact that she's even here, like, you know, normal companies like Ikea are giving their fucking sales staff the time off. And they're paying them their full wages. Yeah, okay, so that's another thing I wanted to hit on, too. So, um, the government kind of, sorry, I should say the government, the Ford government, let's, let's get specific, mm-hmm. kind of misled people with this paid-off time thing and having the government take care of your EI. I've heard stories of people who have been um, 
laid off from working, people who have been their own proprietors, like entrepreneurs, yeah, they were supposed to be able to get PI, and they can't get it because they don't qualify for it. Yeah, but I'm like, but the government said that even if you're your own um, company, that you could qualify for it, and people are not getting their proper qualify. So all these companies are losing money on a daily basis, and some private ones downtown, which are high end. They can't afford the rent. So if the government really was to back these up, especially Mr. For the People, which is for my ass, if he was for the people, he would literally say, okay, look, guys, the overheads across the city, we're going to stop. No overheads for at least a month, maybe two, and that's it. Okay, so at least these guys could still keep their spots. But I, I have a kind of uh, theory on it that, these guys want to get rid of those businesses because once those businesses, those mom and pop shops, or even those high-end private companies are taken out, you can completely convert that area into condominiums. Yeah, gentrify them. Hundred percent. Now, if you if you stand by um, on Bathurst Street, Bathurst Street and what John Street, Bathurst and John. Yeah. Where the train tracks are. Yep. When when I was a kid and I was able to stand there, I could look back in 1986, I could look across that street there, and I could see Lake Ontario, and you could see all the lakes. It's like, wow, this is awesome. You could stand in that same spot, and you don't see the lake at all. Dude, you could probably, back in the day, you could have seen that even, like, in the 90s. Oh, yeah, you could see Detroit. Like, I'm telling you, you could, and people used to say that, too. Like, you can see all this fucking, you could see America from there type thing, right? Yeah, yeah. That was the joke. But now it's Not like, you, you can't even lift it. Let's say, like, you extended your arms out, you'd fucking touch a condo. Yeah. That's Pretty it. Much. It's, it's can't, done for. You can't for. see between them. It's thick. Like, literally, you're, you're, you're begging to see something, and, and these guys are just building up, building up, And it's usually up, a penis that's your neighbor. <laughs> yeah, and it's not even going towards us either, right? It's foreign people coming and buying it. Yeah, you know? for, literally foreign people buying whole floors and then fucking yeah. jacking up the prices where the people who actually work in the city can't even fucking afford it. So yeah. there's, pretty there's soon a, you're going to have, like, no one living in the city or, sorry, people living in the city or whatever and no one working there. Yeah, pretty much. That's exactly what it's going to go to. But our mayor is a visionary. He doesn't see anything wrong with that. No, our, our, mayor, is, our mayor is money-hungry. That's why he's building all these condos and this new one that, like, Pharrell is a part of. And the only reason recently that he even said that, oh, we're going to have rental units in there, too, is because... Everyone on fucking Twitter blasted him like, oh, uh, oh yeah. for these things, is Pharrell going to be coming to sing in the fucking uh, sh- party room once a month for the fucking prices? Because we don't know yeah. who the fuck he's building these condos for, but no one who actually works in the city can afford it unless you're working on Bay Street, you know? Exactly. But even the guys on Bay Street can't afford it. Yeah, because most of their money is going up their nose. Yeah, most of them, yeah, I have a friend who's a, a banker. On Bay Street, and and uh, he lives out of the city. He actually lives up in the schwa. Holy fuck! And, I'm just uh, giving you a heads up, buddy. We have four minutes left. Oh, that's fine. That's cool. Yeah. So, okay, yeah. So I mean, that's basically what's been going on with the commission, anyways. But I mean, that lots of us have wanted to vent, and 
you know, there's just a lot more. Like, oh, I could go on, but I mean, so dude, nah, we have we can go on for another hour if you want. Like, I don't mind. Oh, you know how, you know, how? I gotta go to bed. <laughs> oh yeah, because you gotta you gotta be up early tomorrow. But uh, before yeah. before we go, we were we were talking earlier about the. Um, the uh, um, driver in New York State that passed away from Corona, and they basically shut down most of their their uh, subway line. Yeah, that's right. Yeah, he was a transit uh, train operator. I think he was forty nine. Oh wow! That just hit the uh, the media. What's his name? Holy crap! Um, yeah, I just sent it to you, right? Yeah, you sent it to me. I just, uh, I, I don't remember his name, unfortunately. I'm very sorry about that. Because you know me, as soon as you sent it, I was, I was basically driving home and trying to get here so that we can do this earlier than later because I know you got to be up stupid early tomorrow morning. To, yeah, yeah, uh, MPA, first employee that died as a founder. Um, the transit, New York Transit has 71,000 workers, I think, or 71,000 employed by the transit system. And he was a 20 year, oh, he's 20 years, 49 years old, 52 met- metropolitan transit, Peter Kostrasi. Wow. Well, our heart goes out to his family because that's seriously in the line of duty. Like, come on. That's, yeah. And, and New York has been pretty hard hit. New York, uh, I'm hearing the numbers in Louisiana are going up because those fucking morons had Mardi oh. Gras and didn't give a shit about anything. <laughs> uh, yeah, well, as much as as much as I love me some Mardi Gras, I went there one year. Which, if you get to go when all of this stuff is over, I highly recommend you going. Uh, oh, I just go to Amsterdam and smoke oh, a lot of weed. I would too. No, but uh, I I went before you know social media. So thank God my titties aren't going to be anywhere online. <laughs> <laughs> we'll find it. We'll go down there and find it. Yeah, yeah. Seriously, right now, right now they're right now they're easy to find because like everything about them is getting dark. Like I'm in the time where the areolas and the nipples are getting dark so that the babies can see the babies. The baby. I'm only having one. Sean's the other one who's gonna be suckling on them, right? You're gonna have. You're gonna have like wake on what Indian nipples? That's what's gonna happen. I'm telling you, one <laughs> one baby's gonna be on the left, the other one's gonna be on the right. That's gonna be awful. That Sean and But honestly, <laughs> honestly, Bert, I really appreciate your time. Like you yeah, know, I'm gonna have you hopefully on within the next couple of weeks again, just so that we can get yeah. more updates. I know we didn't even sure. touch upon half of the things we wanted to because. You know, we kind of had to uh, give the people a little bit of a background as to the fuckery that has been happening with the TTC and why everything has basically gone to shit in the last decade. And, um, you know, I'm just hoping everyone who works frontline and to me, uh, TTC drivers and anyone that's working at a grocery store is just as high risk as anyone at the hospitals. I know they're like yeah. not directly dealing with patients that are, they know are sick. These people are dealing with thousands of people that they don't know are sick, which essentially makes it that much harder and worse because yeah. they don't know who they're exposed to. But, uh, uh, I don't even know you guys. It's, it's 40 seconds left. And all I can say is please, please, please stay home. If you can, just go to the grocery store if you need it. Um, love your fellow neighbors. Wave at them from afar at this point. And yeah. uh, 
just call your grandparents, call your parents, FaceTime them, just let them know that you're still thinking about them in this time of need and shitholes that we're living in. But uh, all I can say is I pray every night that this gets better and then we can go back to our normal lives by summer so that we can party like we've never partied before or like we used to say, party like it's 1999. Cheers. Yep.